Welcome to Living Out Loud. I'm your host, Valerie Fidan. LOL is a podcast about living vibrantly. Each week, I'm bringing you episodes with interesting interviews and guests in the health and wellness industry. This is a breeding ground for ideas and excitement for a balanced and inspired lifestyle. All the while, living out loud. You're listening to an episode that was previously recorded under Fit Life PDX. Welcome to episode two. I'm your host, Valerie. Hi, I'm Carolyn. And we're sitting here with Katie Graham at NutriShop in Hillsboro. We're so excited because Katie Graham is co-owner of NutriShop Hillsboro, and she is an expert in everything health and fitness related. She's a certified nutritionist, and I've seen her help many, many people reach their health and fitness goals through nutrition and proper macros. Hi, Katie. Hi. Thanks for having me, guys. We're so excited to have you here and or have us here in your office and, and talk about sports nutrition. And we're like super interested because we always get lots of questions about how do you fuel your workout properly? How do you recover from your workout? What kind of supplements should women be taking? But um, to start everything off, what got you into the health and fitness community, Katie? You know, it started back when I was a child, just playing sports my whole life, all the way through high school. And then when I got to college, there was no sports to play. So I found weights and I started lifting weights there and, um, Obviously, with working out, nutrition is most important out of the two of those, so they go hand in hand together. So started getting really into nutrition, took a lot of classes throughout uh, college for nutrition um, and exercise physiology, those types of things, and it was my passion just really seeing people reach their goals as well as that's, you know, what motivates me. Katie, um, you have quite the cult following behind New Shop Hillsboro. I don't think that I go you know, out in town without seeing at least one of your New Shop shirts on somebody. It really prides me to see Nutri Shop shirts everywhere I go. It just shows that I'm helping that many people change their lives for the better. I love it. We're going to start a hashtag. I'm going to like stop people randomly and take pictures of them <laughs> in their new to shop shirts. <laughs> it's such a pride to see it out. I so like give them a high five. Be like, yeah, I shop there too. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love when I'm downtown or someone's super far away from my store. I saw one actually in Seaside the other day. So about an hour away. That's exciting. Like super excited. Yeah. It's and I, I know you try and go covert in uh, LA fitness and put your hat on and shit, but everybody recognizes her. Everybody knows who Katie is. I can try. <laughs> Her and Dustin have um, a really special culture here at NutriShop. And when you come in, um, they are some of the most knowledgeable people about nutrition and health and what kind of diet and supplementation that you should be uh, using to reach your specific goals, whether that be everyday nutrition or, let's say, sports nutrition for the athletes here in town. Um, let's just jump right into it. The most um frequent question that I get asked is what should I be eating before and or after a workout? So ideally a good amount of carbs before and after your workout, um, protein alongside of that and very low fat. You want to stay below about eight grams of fat 
pre and post workout, so before and after your workout. The carbohydrates are going to give you the fuel to get through your workout to push harder, strength gains, those types of things. And then the carbohydrates after your workout are going to go back to your muscle, filling up your glycogen store, really helping that muscle build. And the protein is also helping your muscle build because you can't build muscle without protein. Right. Just to put this into perspective, how many grams of fat are in a single avocado? Well, that's a trick question because I guess avocados are so <laughs> variant in size. That's like <laughs> medium size in a banana. Yeah, yeah, like a medium size um, avocado. So I don't even know that off the top of my head. Okay, um, let's say I could look right now. to put it in per- to perspective. Eight grams of fat is next to like nothing, meaning that you don't want to have a handful of almonds. You don't want to have any avocado whatsoever. You're not going to want to have pork. Yeah, bacon. We could put it into perspective like this. One tablespoon of peanut butter is eight grams of fat. Put that in your oatmeal there. You're at nine, 10, 11 grams of fat. So you're over right there. Wow. So oatmeal has three grams of fat in about half a cup. So you want to be very cautious. And the reason you want to stay away from fat pre and post workout is because fat, don't get me wrong. It's a phenomenal thing. We all need it in our bodies. Um, it's essential for life. But it slows our digestion process in a good way. We want our metabolism to burn straight through all those carbohydrates we're putting in. So let's keep the fat lower so our metabolism can run extra fast throughout our workout and after that. Yeah, and I just looked up how many uh, grams of fat an avocado has. And this is a a normal 50-gram half of a small avocado, and that has 7.5 grams of fat. Okay, so that puts you like right at that eight grams before or after. And you're telling us it's because it slows your digestion. And you don't want to be putting in carbs and fat trying to work out with the slow digestion. Yep, exactly. I got it. And so let's talk about carbs for a second because not all carbs are created equally. And so carbs is really important to make sure that you're fueling your body with the right ones, correct? That's correct, yes. Um, there's fast digesting, there's slow digesting, um, and they all have really good points what they you need them for throughout your day. So the best time to have a s- simple carb or a sugary carb, like a banana, an apple, something like that, is after your workout. The reason being this is going to help spike your insulin levels and trigger that muscle building. So you're really going to amplify your muscle gain with those sugary carbs, but you don't want them before your workout because they're going to spike your insulin levels in the wrong kind of way, meaning you might have a sugar crash. You want a nice complex carb beforehand so that it lasts you throughout your workout and you have those carbohydrates, that energy source, and you don't crash halfway through. So what kind of carbs would you recommend exactly? Or like what types of foods would you recommend before your workout? I personally love oatmeal. You can do so many different things with it, um, and it's simple. So you can have it on the go. You can make overnight oats. That's my go-to, to to be honest. Um, But you could do anything. Rice cakes, you can, at that point, um, Carbolin is a really great source. That's a supplement you can get anywhere. It's a patented formula. That's another one of my favorites. Um, Any good complex carb at that point, whole wheats, things like that. English muffins are good, whereas afterwards... Um, For your simple carbs, cereals, um, fruits, things like that, those are going to be a really good option. Well, that's really good to know. (laughs) Yeah, I I love that. So you carb up before, you carb up after, and then you stay away from the fats sandwiching your workouts. That's correct. Yep. Got it. Perfect. So like lean meats would be really good. Um, Let's talk a little bit about supplementation because I know that's like your wheelhouse here at the store. Yeah. Yeah. 
if I was to pick one supplement to do before my workout, what would that supplement be? One supplement before your workout, I would have to say branch chain amino acids or BCAAs. Many of us have seen the people walking around the gym with the colored drinks in their water bottles, and that's exactly what it is, is BCAAs. But new science has come out and shown that having the five grams of your branch chain amino acids before your workout is more beneficial than drinking them during. Now, ideally, we want them before and during, but beforehand, if you're going to choose one time, it's going to be before. That's so interesting. And I feel like us females, we always kind of shy away from supplements because they've always been kind of dubbed for for guys and bulking and all that stuff. So it's really interesting to learn more about the BCAs and knowing that women can take them and they're beneficial for us as well. And you're not going to bulk up and it's just going to be muscle fuel so you don't break down and you don't become a flabby mess really. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, you know, find the right ones and they're going to give you electrolytes, which will help you get through that workout. Um, so once again, you're not crashing, you're not getting dehydrated while you sweat super hard. So they're really beneficial. I always find with, um, BCAAs that I have, uh, longevity mm-hmm. in my workout when I do them before or during, let's just say, um, I know one of the things is cause it blocks tryptophan to the brain, which is that sleepy chemical that tells you that you're tired. But what are some other really super awesome benefits of the BCAAs before or during the workout for longevity? So BCAAs are essentially when you are doing any sort of muscle activity, you are breaking down your amino acids throughout your muscles. So you're breaking down your muscle fiber. Amino acids are going back in and replenishing those. So your muscle is not going to fatigue as quickly. um, So you won't be as sore. It's going to trigger your muscle building. The five grams beforehand triggers your body into muscle building mode. So you're going to be building more muscle, preventing breakdown, helping aid in repair and recovery. Love it. So let's talk a little bit about um, glutamine because this is, I feel like this is one of the most misunderstood supplement out there. Like, I feel like everybody has an opinion on what glutamine does, but could you just like set the record straight for us? What is it? What does it help with? And how does it help you recover? Yeah, I'm actually really interested to know a little bit more because I recently learned about it on Friday after yeah. <laughs> chatting with you about my injury and I've been, have been taking mine and I have noticed a change where I don't feel like a burning sensation. Good. Um, so I've been taking it ever since Friday evening. So yeah. it's been a part of my regimen now. Yeah, that's awesome. So glutamine is kind of tricky because most people know there are your essential amino acids and non-essential. You can get some through food. You have to get through some through supplementation. So Glutamine is actually a conditionally non-essential amino acid, meaning your body makes it, just not enough. If you're a couch potato, you don't need to take it. But any (laughs) level of activity, your body's not making enough to repair and recover your muscle. And that's glutamine's most only job is to go in and repair and recover that muscle, whether it's muscle injury or just you had a killer workout and you broke your muscle fiber down. So it's going to go in and rebond those, flush out that lactic acid so you won't be as sore. Faster recovery for a little bit faster workout time. Exactly. Because a lot of us train every day and I don't have time to Epsom salt bath every single night. And that's the thing too is because... (laughs) 
if you don't take glutamine, yeah, when you first start working out, you're going to feel the strength gains. You might be sore, but you're going to get over it. You think you're doing well for yourself, but slowly it's actually going to break down your strength as well because you're not going back and hitting that muscle group with 100%. Whereas if you're letting your muscle repair and recover, you're going back with 100%. You're going to see the best strength gains, the best muscle building, all of it. And I know um, a little bit for myself, I have some autoimmune diseases which affect my gut. And when I take glutamine, I am able to really process my food better. I almost feel like it gives me better gut health. Am I like making this up? No, not at all. (laughs) That's a real thing. (laughs) So what it is, since your body naturally makes it, a lot of glutamines will absorb into the lining of your stomach, therefore going and repairing and covering the lining of your stomach. So it's going straight into there where there are some glutamines out there that are glutamine peptides and those ones are not going absorbing as much into the lining of your stomach, repairing and recovering that. Those are going straight to your muscle. So for gut issues, you will just want a straight L-glutamine. For muscle, you want something with those glutamine peptides. So once again, yeah, glutamine is confusing because there's so many different kinds out there. <laughs> so yeah. So I want to know, I've been in your store like a hundred times. I have Love it. Big advocate of NutriShop. Um, Every single one of their supplements is made and manufactured in the U.S. And I just want to talk a little bit about when you buy supplements, when they're made overseas, what's the difference in terms of quality control, in terms of FDA regulations, and why it's so important that you make sure that your supplements are made in the States? So things coming from other countries, especially China, you can put a dash of something in. There's a lot of proprietary blends when it comes to supplementation. So you're not 100% sure what you're getting is high quality. So if you walk into my store, you're going to hear us talk about patented formulas. These are patents that have been studied and proven to work, human clinical studies that back them. And that's what we pride ourselves on is human clinical studies because we want things that are proven to work. We're not just wasting your money. We want things that are really in there, high quality, um, and you're getting what is on your label, essentially, whereas things imported from other countries, you don't really know 100%. And that's so important, especially when it comes to putting a supplement in your body. You want to know where it's coming from and, you know, is it going to do what it's supposed to do? And is it safe? I think that safety is probably the number one one thing in, in it all. Exactly. Yeah, I do appreciate, um, like when you come in, you always have Dustin, Katie, or Jay here to greet you. And, um, I always feel like they want to introduce one or two things at a time. I never feel like inundated with like seven different supplements that you guys are saying that I'm like lacking here. Like you started me on some glutamine and some BCAAs. And once I was there, we added something called beta ball, which I want to talk to you about (laughs) beta ball. Um, I'm going to let Katie kind of segue into this, but from what I know we've talked about, it preserves your muscle, your lean muscle mass, which is what you don't want your body to be breaking down when you're working out, right? Yep, that's correct. So first, going back to your original statement, we don't want to um, override people because a lot of people don't understand supplements like we do. We live this life. We look at those supplements every day. We read the human clinical studies. So if I sent you home with 10 new things, how are you going to know what's working and what's not? So let's implement one to two things every time and see where you go from there. If you don't like one of them, you're going to think you don't like any of them. So let's figure out what you love, what works best for your body, because something that works for my body doesn't necessarily work for yours. So we're all built differently. Um, And then on to my all-time favorite product, Beta Ball. 
So this is HMB is the patent in this. Um, hundreds of human clinical studies over thousand patients studied on this. And what it does is just that it preserves your lean muscle. Um, it triggers your protein synthesis. So you're actually going to be utilizing your protein, um, in the correct way, uh, stops muscle breakdown by 60%. So it's also going to aid in that repairing and recovering. Um, I fell in love with this when I went on a vacation and the only supplement I brought was my beta ball and my protein. Um, I just didn't have a lot of packing room and I didn't have a lot of workout room because it was a fun vacation. And I came back and I did my in-body scan and I didn't lose any muscle mass without oh. not even working out. So I was blown away by that. And that's when I fell in love with it. Um, um, started reading more and more human clinical studies, and they actually just this past year um, released new studies where they backed it with 500 IUs of vitamin D. And on top of preserving all of that lean muscle and everything, now you're getting your muscle strength and your muscle mobility. So this is something that they're continually always doing human clinical studies on, and I think it's just phenomenal. They give it to elderly people because naturally when we get older, our body's going to target that muscle for energy. Let's preserve that. So now you'll see like Insure has them in their drinks with HMB. <laughs> um, over in Europe, they give it to cancer patients when they're in chemotherapy, people post-op uh, when they can't work out or your body's naturally in that catabolic state. Now they're prescribing HMB. So. Yeah, I had a friend that came in that actually uh, tore her ACL, <laughs> and she was so irritated that the doctors didn't tell her that there was a supplement out there that could have prevented the atrophy in her leg. Yep. And she had to rebuild it from scratch when she could have probably held on to maybe like not all of it, but a, a good 60% of it she could have held on to by supplementing with yeah. beta ball. And don't get me wrong. This isn't something you need just when you can't work out or when you um, are post-op or anything like that. This is something that can be implemented into your everyday life. I do it every single day, twice a day, um, just because naturally, especially as females, our testosterone levels aren't super high. So to preserve that lean muscle, we have to have something. And it's preserving yeah. that 24 hours a day, whereas your BCAs are just doing their job during that workout. What right. time do you take the beta ball? I do it with my BCAs right before my workout. Okay. And the way I explain it is like this. So it's stopping muscle breakdown. What good is that going to do after you went to the gym and broke your muscle down? Right. So let's okay. get that started in our system right before the workout. And then I also do it again when I work out in the morning. I do it before my workout and then again in the evening or vice versa. Do it in the morning workout. Before you go to bed. Yep. A little bit of beta ball. Yep. Okay. That's so interesting. And so that kind of um, goes hand in hand with our next question about protein. How many grams of protein uh, would you recommend after your workout? So that depends on people's macros and how those are set up. Um, ideally, you know, you want to take your protein intake and spread that evenly throughout your day. So if um, I have, you know, 150 grams of protein a day, it depends on how many meals I'm going to have. Um, I personally do about a full shake, so about 34 grams of protein, whereas Dustin, who's a lot bigger than me, um, he does a scoop and a half of protein. So he's getting about 55 grams of protein per serving. So honestly, that question is depends on your body type and your nutrition. Yeah. This was a big mistake that I was making for a long time was that I, um, was taking two scoops 
a protein yeah. after my workout. And then Katie tells me, uh, well, your body's actually not digesting that second scoop whatsoever. You're wasting your money. Um, you're putting supplements in your body that it's overloading your system. Mm-hmm. And especially with what type of protein you're taking, if you're doing an isolate, that's only lasting in your system 90 minutes. If you're doing a good blend, which um, science has now come out with another study, there's always studies, so you're going to hear that come out of my mouth probably every time you walk in the store. There's a new study um, that actually came out, and it says that blends are actually better for you for building muscle than just a pure isolate. So, I mean, with a lot of digestive issues and things like that, some of us have to do isolates, and that's totally understandable. All vegan proteins are isolates. It's just how they have to be made. Um, So doing two scoops of a vegan protein, absolutely pointless no matter what time of day. That's exactly what I was doing. Because I know Valerie and I have in common that we're like super allergic to dairy and eggs. So her and I do vegan proteins all day. Yeah, yeah, the Vega. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or I know I've actually tried um, Modern Modern Source Source from here and it's very good, the chocolate. Yeah. The vanilla smells amazing. Does it taste good? I haven't tried it. Oh, damn. I'm going to have to try it. (laughs) (laughs) Katie stays with the way. So, so Katie, for our listeners that don't really under don't really know the difference between an isolate and a blend. Can you yeah. briefly describe what each one is? Of course I can. So your isolate is a fast digesting protein. Um, this is going to last in your system about 90 minutes. Your body starts breaking it down within about 15 minutes of putting it into your system. Um, there's egg albanine, which is directly derived from eggs, and that is your medium digesting protein. So this one is going to start breaking down within about half an hour or so, and it's going to last about an hour to an hour and a half in your body. Then we have casein. So casein is your slow digesting. This one starts breaking down within your system about 45 minutes after taking it, and then it lasts seven to eight hours in your body. So your vegan proteins are isolates. Those are your fast digesting. 90 minutes and then it's out of your system. Your blend is your isolate casein, sometimes egg albanine, all of those mixed in one. So you're getting your fast, medium, slow digesting, good for absolutely any time, whether you're taking it right before bed, after your workout, alongside a meal. Either way, just a really good option for any time. Well, that's really interesting to know because I for a while, I had no idea what either of the two were. So I know a few. I know many of our listeners are probably wondering the same thing. Yeah. And so, for our listeners that are um, that follow more of a plant based diet, uh, what would you recommend for them? And or proteins, either so. protein powders or like um, any kind of like just a food protein. Yeah. So. For protein powders, it's tricky with vegan proteins because you don't want you want to make sure you're getting a complete protein, meaning it has a full amino acid blend. Um, a lot of vegan proteins don't have that if they're from one source. A rice protein is not going to be a complete protein. You don't want to go with just a pea. Once again, a different kind of blend than we spoke about before, but you want it to be blend with different sources of protein, like a pea, a rice, a potato, um, cranberry, you know, anything like that. You want those sources in there. So you're getting that full amino acid blend. That's what's going to benefit your body most. Okay. Well, now that uh, puts a lot of things into perspective. I'm going to go home and like check all my supplements. <laughs> like reading all the labels <laughs> now. Yeah. So I've always wondered why like uh, Vega One or like MRN, why they have like a full list of all these like different seeds and powders. And, and that totally makes sense. They're trying yep. to build that whole complete protein profile. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Okay. 
So let's talk about collagen supplementation because it is like, a, I, I know it's, it's, everything is collagen based right now. These peptides. I'm obsessed. I'm, I'm obsessed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know uh, Val does vital, vital proteins. Vital proteins. I'm still stuck on NeoCell mm-hmm. collagen and um, I keep adding it to my protein, but I have no fucking clue if this shit is snake oil or if it's like the real deal. What is the expert opinion on collagen supplementation? So collagen, you can get in so many different forms and I'm not too familiar with it because it's um, it's just kind of a fad right now, to be honest. Um, I like to go with what's been human clinically studied, as I've told you guys, and there's nothing back in these collagens. Um, I take a collagen supplement that is just for my hair, skin, and nails. Is a collagen protein better than a normal protein? No, because your body's using protein how any protein's going to work. Um, it just needs those amino acids. So I don't know 100% about that. I don't yeah. want to say something and be wrong. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. right. But the reason I haven't is because there's no studies backing it right now. Now, I know there's a couple different types. There's type 1, 2, and 3. Yes. I know type 1 and 3 are hair, skin, nails. Yep. Type two is bone, like bones. joint and bones and those right. types of things. Yes. So be aware if you're supplementing with collagen, um, I love it. I see a huge difference in my hair, skin, my nails, but make sure you're getting type one and type three, not type two, because that's, although it will help you. It's still really good, especially if you have any joint, right. elbow, like any, any injuries. So Dustin has premature arthritis in his foot. Um, he's got it when he was 22. So I have him taking type two collagen twice a day. He doesn't know it, but he loves it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Love it. Yeah, but I take my one and three. Yes, yes. So. Okay, and like great. how Katie was mentioning, you can get it in so many other formats aside from a powder, from, you know, bone broth is a main one. Anything that has an animal bone or protein mixed in it, that's why also like chicken soup uh, helps cure colds. It has to do with a whole collagen and the nutrition behind it, not just necessarily because it's this mythical chicken soup's going to cure everything. (laughs) I love that. I love That's awesome. Oh, okay. Can we talk a little bit about the keto diet. Because again, like collagen, um, I hear it being brought up a lot to me. And I know that there are some very specific rules that you need to follow if you're going to be even considering a ketogenic diet. Yes. So the keto diet is something that is very, very popular right now. I have at least two to three customers come in every day asking about the keto diet. Um, And there are, once again, different ways you want to do it. So the way it is going to work best is if you are um, having low, low, low carbs, like I'm saying less than 50 grams of carbs a day, um, very high fats. Now you want some good fats, but you have to get fat where you can and probably medium amount of protein. Um, The keto diet is not for everybody. I personally wouldn't like it. I'm not big on that much fat. I love my carbs. Um, A lot of people do net carbs, but your body's still utilizing fibers and sugar alcohols as carbohydrates. So you don't necessarily want to do net carbs. You want to count every single thing you're putting into your body as a carbohydrate. Um, 
It's good. It's phenomenal for some people. You want to be very cautious, though, because it can play a role on um, the lipid levels throughout your blood. So you want to talk with your doctor and make sure you're getting blood panels done and keeping track of your health because the point of nutrition is to be healthy. and We don't want it to have the adverse effect on us. Um, But yeah, we definitely support anyone with the keto diet. Um, Everyone has a different opinion of nutrition. And I think, you know, we all aren't cookie cutter. We're made different. We need different things. So essentially your numbers are based off once again, a caloric intake, no matter what diet you're doing, it's all based off a caloric intake and then revolving your macronutrients around that to make it whatever diet you see fit for your lifestyle. Right. So I have PCOS and, um, so that is polycystic ovarian syndrome. And, um, you're actually recommended to have a higher fat diet and lower carbs just because of how PCOS with your hormones and it creates, when you have a surplus of carbs, it creates that instant insulin spike, which is like the slightest number of being above um, your, that whatever number it is for you. And so I tried the keto diet for a while and I just remember feeling so gassed out. Like I kept hitting a wall faster that after like three months of just really fully diving into it. I just knew that it was not for me. I did notice that I did have to lower down my carb intake after my overall like macro count and kind of bring up my, my fat count. So it's been kind of like a biohacking thing of trying to figure out what are my numbers, how am I optimally performing? And I feel like I finally have reached that through you helping me uh, figure out my macros and then yeah. testing these things out. But it's just so interesting because I always hear constantly people trying the keto diet or the keto diet and um, hearing the same thing. It either works for them or it <laughs> or it um, definitely doesn't where they're sharing that same experience where they're just hitting a wall so much faster yeah. with whatever activity that they're doing. And it does depend on your level of activity as well because if you are really complacent, you're not going to burn out your glycogen stores, so it's going to take you a longer time to even get into ketosis. Um, so your body's not actually using your fat for energy at that point. You know, it's it it's definitely a whole lifestyle change. You don't want to be a couch potato and do keto. Right. Um, it's just going to take you that much longer to even get into it. So yeah, I mean, choose your nutrition wisely based off your lifestyle, but it does, like you said, it takes some testing the waters with different things to figure out exactly yeah. what works for your body. Absolutely. And so that also makes me wonder, so going hand in hand with the keto diet, I keep hearing about the Bulletproof diet. Dave Asprey is a big biohacker. Um, I know that the Bulletproof diet isn't exactly like keto and it's not really um, about like having that really low carb intake. It's more about very clean eating and he has specific foods and he does want you to have like, um, you know, to eat proteins and fat, but having your fat a higher count. What is your opinion on that if you, if you have one on it. You know, I actually haven't heard of the bulletproof diet. So I don't know much about that. Oh, you okay. should talk more about it, Val, because you know a lot about it. It's like yeah. coffee in the morning. Oh, like your bulletproof coffee the bulletproof with the MCT coffee, coffee. Yes. MCT oil. Yes. And have you tried that? <laughs> I have. You know what? It actually it. tastes really, really good. Uh, I know it sounds really weird, like adding butter to your coffee. It's grass-fed butter and MCT oil. And Bulletproof does make an MCT oil. And just to put it out there, this isn't a plug for them. We're not being sponsored by them. But um, yeah, it actually tastes really good. I was 
surprised the first time that I had it. And I had tried it because I heard that it just made you super focused and it actually does. Either it makes you really focused or if you're not focused, it's not focusing on something. It makes you have all this energy that you have to go do, do something physical. MCT oil is phenomenal for brain function. Um, I used to take it first thing in the morning. It's hard though because I track macros. That's all. That's my nutrition. That's what I love. It works best for my body. So then just giving away 15 grams of fat first thing in the morning, I was like, oh, I don't know because then playing the rest of my day with lower fats, it was just hard for me. But I agree. It's phenomenal. Um, a lot of really good studies done on MCT right. oil and what it's doing for your body. Um, but I too tried the Bulletproof coffee and I could not handle the texture. Like the taste wasn't bad. I even had flavored MCT oil for Uh now and I just couldn't, like the oil was floating on top and I'm a texture person. I couldn't do it. (laughs) Did you blend your coffee? No, I don't have time for that. (laughs) Yeah. So that actually does make a big difference. It blends it really nicely together. So I did the same thing the first time and I was like, this is so weird. you make me one. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, it's funny after I blended it, I was like, oh, okay, this makes a, a world of a difference. Everything gets blended up so nicely that it ended up tasting like a very coconutty, I guess, latte. Then it was like foamy on top. So it was nice after that. I could do that. (laughs) I know you have a protein in house. That's like a coffee base that you use for your coffee in the morning. Is that right? Or is like, so no, it's a chocolate mint protein. Okay. It's just your normal everyday protein, but I throw it in with black coffee and it's just black coffee and my protein shake it up and it gets frothy on top. And it's like a peppermint mocha. It's a little bit of heaven. That's like a Katie hack. Protein with your coffee in the morning. Yep, you could do it with caramel, vanilla, whatever you want. (laughs) We'll have to add this in our show notes so people can try it out for themselves. Yeah, genius. Um, I know you mentioned earlier in the interview about in bodies. Yes. And that's something that's really huge here on NutriShop. You have two scanners, one on the go that you can take to events or promotions with you, um, and one that stays in-house. What is the in-body? How does it help people track their progress? Um, and what is, what is it like? Can yeah. you explain it to the viewers so- or listeners? The in-body is a full-body medical-grade analysis. So it's breaking down every aspect of your body from your weight, um, just entirely your body composition, what you're made of, how much muscle mass do you have, how much water are you holding, what's your body fat in pounds, percentage, all of that. It it goes all the way down into how much skeletal muscle mass you have in each of your limbs, your trunk, all of that. It's a phenomenal tracking tool to see that you're trending in the right fashion with your fitness goals, um, or overall health goals in general. Um, it does this by an eight point impedance. So you have electrodes on your thumbs, fingertips, and two on your feet. And it's the only one in the world that's actually patented to calculate your trunk, which is where we hold so much muscle and fat. So it's very important. Um, it's it's about 2% margin of the DEXA, which is the most accurate body fat testing there is out there. We actually sent our employee, Jay, he did his DEXA, came in right after that, did his in-body, and is actually only within a 1% margin difference. Wow. So it's <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah, it takes about 45 seconds to get your scan, so it's really quick and easy. Yeah, and both Carolyn and I have, we've done it, and it's so fascinating to see your numbers and really seeing, you know, just like your full muscle mass, your fat, and then how much of that is water weight as well. So I was really... 
fascinated and amazed about just how precise it was. And it also showed on, you know, your right and left side as well, not just your whole body as a whole. And the really good part, especially for us women, because when we do not see our scale number changing, we freak out. Like we want that. We're working so hard. We're eating clean. Why are we not losing weight? Well, because we don't necessarily need to lose weight. We maybe need to lose fat, maybe need to eat less sodium and lose some water. So this is breaking down what the scale cannot. Let me tell you where my scale is after we got an in-body and store. My home scale went into the trash can. <laughs> I didn't you. need that. <laughs> I don't know when the last time I stepped on a scale was. No. I do, I'll do the in-body, but yeah. Um, yeah. I've been over the scale for a really long time. No. And I always tell customers, we're adults. Nobody cares what your weight is. Nobody's carrying you around anymore. Right. My fiance doesn't even know how much I weigh. He knows my body fat percentage and my skeletal muscle mass, <laughs> not <Yeah>. my weight. <laughs> <laughs> and that's so important just because, I mean, the scale number at any kind of commercialized scale is just giving you a number. It's not really giving you your actual vitals and to actually be a healthy person. So if you compared someone that weighed, for example, 130 pounds versus somebody that was, you know, I guess had more body fat versus somebody that had a leaner body built. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a night and day difference where the person with a leaner bill is going to look way thinner and obviously they're very fit and you would never assume that they had that number compared to the person that weighed the exact same thing. Yep, exactly. I really love the, oh, oh in body, yes. How <laughs> many times um, a month would you get scanned? Do you do it every week, maybe every other week? So we recommend, we have a two-week minimum here because your body needs time to adapt. So if you're going and you're changing your nutrition completely, you're changing your workouts, I'm going to tell you to come back in two to three weeks of being consistent with something to make sure you're trending in the right way. We don't want to have you come back in three months and what you've been doing was working in the opposite way of your goal. So I would say, um, depending on your lifestyle, things like that, a minimum of two weeks, you know, you don't want to go more than a month. Oh, wow. Well, I'm definitely due for mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like, have to get one after A this long podcast. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like four or five months ago. That's why I tell you every time I see you. So when are you going to come in? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I have no excuse today. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're here. Yeah. <laughs> So another topic that we wanted to to chat with you about that kind of goes back to like the maybe like the whole fad diet or just um, diet in general is we keep hearing a lot about intermittent fasting. And I am someone that has been practicing that. And I've noticed that I do feel a lot better. I'm not religious about it. I'm not like, oh, this is my 16 hour fast. And like, this is my eight hour window. Um, Do listen to my body. But I wanted to hear your opinion on this and what you think about it. And does it work? So It works if you are working. And what I mean by that is anything is going to work if you're in your caloric deficit. If you're in a caloric surplus, meaning you're eating too many calories for what you're burning, um, you're going to gain weight. I don't care if you're eating that in two hours and starving yourself for 22 or you're doing the 16 and 8. Um, Anything in a surplus, you're going to gain weight. So that being said, I absolutely love this for times and for certain people. Um, people who love bigger meals, they love that full feeling, then fast for those 16 hours 
and have huge meals for the eight hours you can eat. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're going on vacation and you know you're going to eat a lot of big meals or really good calorie-dense meals, things like that, fast for a majority of your day and then enjoy those meals. It's all, nutrition is not, doesn't have to be torture. Um, You need to enjoy your life. You know, we only live once. So yeah, let's be healthy, make good decisions, but still enjoy your life with food. Um, I personally do this when I know I'm going out of town for the weekend. So me and Dustin, we do our intermittent fasting. It's not something you have to do every day. You can choose a day where you know you're going out with the girls and you're going to eat cake after you go out to eat and you're going to eat everything because you're with your girls. It's a good time. Then do intermittent fasting for that. You still track what you're eating during those eight hours. You're right. not falling off the Richter like it's nothing crazy. You're still enjoying your life within boundaries. Right. Yeah, that's what I really enjoy about it because um, for those that don't know what it is, the whole 16-8 is you're fasting for 16 hours, and ideally it's when you're sleeping. And get for example, if you get eight hours of sleep, then you just have an additional eight hours after that. And then you have an eight hour window, like Katie said, that you get your all of your macros and all your nutrients within that eating window. I personally like it because I do like having those big meals. Um, so I'd rather have like three big ones and get all my macros in um, than as opposed to like six smaller meals throughout the day. Because I've noticed that if I do the six uh the six smaller meals throughout the day, I have noticed that I am grazing and snacking throughout. And I'm like, oh, this counts as my, you know, meal two or this counts as my <laughs> meal three. And then I've noticed that it's like this full day of just like nonstop snacking around. Yep. And the thing also to be cautious of when you're doing intermittent fasting is that you're not burning your muscle during those 16 hours of fasting. So like we talked about earlier, HMB and BCAs are extremely crucial to have during your fasting period. So right when you wake up, you're having your um, HMB and BCAs. You can sip on BCAs throughout your Mm -hmm. fast. That's totally fine to do. Um, Just, you know, preserving that lean muscle. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, a really good point because that is something that I recently learned that I wish I would have learned this um, earlier when I had started this. And so lately I have been carrying my BCAs and that's what I have with me in the morning. So it's like first thing in the morning I have water and then I have BCAs and then my coffee and then I do sip on my BCAs until I have uh, my eating window. And I have now been scheduling my workouts Um So it's at that last hour before that eating window. So I'm not, you know, working out hard and deteriorating and all that stuff. And I have noticed a huge difference as well. And it like intermittent fasting isn't necessarily going to speed up fat burning. It's just another way of planning your nutrition and enjoying your life. You know, right. it's, once again, it's that caloric deficit. It's being under in calories, what your body is burning. That's what's going to help put you into that fat burning zone. I love it. I just want to address one more thing again, because, um, I get a lot of women that come in and are extremely hesitant. We'll say about controlling supplementation and nutrition. And they constantly tell me, I don't want to look like a dude. And I, <laughs> I cannot stress enough oh, yes. that Katie and I work out very hard. Valerie too. We all work out, um, a lot sometimes twice a day where we add in a cardio component and a strength bathing. Not one of us 
has dude-like characteristics. <laughs> no. No matter how hard I work out. We try so hard. I try. <laughs> if I could only build muscle like yes. Dustin. So, so tell us why there's no physical possibility of you adapting male characteristics even if you supplement yes. and do so your nutrition. The reason men and women look different is because we are 100% different. I do the exact same workouts as Dustin. Dustin is 220 pounds, 8% body fat. That's solid muscle. Um, whereas I am a lot smaller and lean. I have good muscle. We do the exact same lifts, exact same workouts, eat the same foods, different amounts, of course. But his testosterone is what makes him male. That is what puts the muscle on his body. Um, I do everything I can to put as much muscle on, um, but it's not physically possible for me to look like a man. Um, Yes, there are women out there that can put muscle on very quickly, um, but... 99% of us out there cannot, and we will not look like a man no matter how hard we try. It's just not physically capable. Thank you for clearing that up. I like getting fucking tired at home. I am not going to look like a dude. It will not look like a dude. It takes a lot of work to um, put on lean muscle mass. Yes, it does. A lot of work. Especially for women. And I take, um, to be honest, I take a lot of muscle optimizers, things that are going to help me build that muscle, things that have been human clinically studied to put muscle on. They're all non-hormonal, so they're not messing with any hormone levels or anything like that because I don't want to do anything with my hormone levels, obviously. Um, so I take muscle optimizers and I still don't have masculine features at all. So (laughs) there's, um, one supplement that I've become a little bit, uh, we'll call it addicted to. Um, (laughs) I know what's coming. Addicted, addicted, addicted. Um, I am obsessed with some PM supplements that help me get really deep REM sleep. Oh, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> Val and I both, I think, are Yeah. Yes. I am addicted to the same exact thing. Tell us, what okay. is this sleep supplement all about? <laughs> what Carolyn absolutely loves and all of us love is a good night's sleep. So, Lutor PM has a patent in it called Active TR, and this is a time-release leucine. So let me break it down a little bit beyond that first. Um, The reason we're eating protein and taking BCAAs is for leucine. It's one of the main amino acids in our body that is going to help maintain muscle. So having 30 grams of protein is keeping you at what is called a leucine threshold. So I sit BCAs all day to keep that leucine threshold, so preventing my body from breaking down muscle, maintaining it. But what happens when we sleep? We can't eat protein in the middle of the night. So they came out with this patent, and what it does is releases the amount of leucine your body needs every two hours to keep you within that leucine threshold. So right there, we're maintaining our muscle mass as we're sleeping. So when we're in our REM sleep, your body is repairing and recovering, restoring, rebuilding. So having that leucine threshold right where it needs to be, it's going to help you repair, recover, rebuild, and restore everything in your body, your muscle, everything. Um, And then it has GABA. So GABA is going to put you into that REM sleep, so you're actually able to do that. Four hours of REM sleep is like eight hours of normal sleep. You wake up feeling 
amazing. I am not a morning person at all. And let me tell you, every time I take Lutor, I wake up before my alarm and I'm like, oh, good mornings here. Here we go. She's not joking with you. <laughs> like, this stuff like seriously killer. works. Yes. It does. Um, I get like the deepest sleep yes. yeah. on this Lutor. And shortly after you take it, you just get so sleepy. Like you, yeah. just need, you just need to crash and go to bed. That's it. <laughs> yep. Exactly. And then you just lay down and it it's amazing. I can't even explain how great it is. I love the deep sleep. So um, for our listeners out there that are really eager to try one of the supplements that we discussed today, um, if they came in and mentioned that they heard the podcast on the Fit Life, would there be any kind of um, membership or discount that they could get from you for coming in? Absolutely. I would actually love that so much. So if they mention this podcast um, or just say Valerie or Carolyn, I would love for them to come in and we will give them 15% off all non-sale items. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you guys. Yeah. Um, Okay. So just to like wrap this all in a nice little bow, um, we went over a bunch of supplementations and diet um, fads and some popular um, ingredients that we would want to see in the supplements where they should be made. Um, And then just to bring it up again, Katie does in-body scans. So if you're ever wondering where you are in your progress or your health and fitness goals, this is a really um, unobtrusive way to find out in pure numbers and stats of where your body is. Um, One of my favorite things about Katie and Dustin is that they treat you like an athlete. And they're going to set goals that are very specific to you, not to the people that are around you. So when you come in, um, be very open and honest with them about how many calories you're taking in, what your diet plan looks like, and they're going to be able to help you track and really keep on this path that you're trying for yourself. Um, what would be the easiest way for somebody to track their food for you to come in with a little bit of a report? I know there's an app that you really like to use. So I personally love MyFitnessPal. Um, and this is once again, not a plug for anybody. It's just something I personally used for 10 years and I absolutely love it. Um, and if anyone is interested in us doing your nutrition for you, we highly recommend Look up the in-body protocol. It's going to give you a breakdown of things you should or should not do before you do your first in-body scan um, and track your food for two to three days. It's going to give us, whether you're eating horrible foods or very clean foods, um, just having it all so we can see what you've been eating is very easy for us to make, give you the most accurate meal plan, no matter what meal plan you decide, macros, intuitive eating, intermittent fasting. You know, we're going to plan it for you, but... Having a little bit of knowledge beyond your background or but with your eating background is helping us get the best fit for you. And that's so important just because nutrition is really that 80-20 thing where it really, when it comes to changing your body composition, nutrition is really that 80% and fitness is really the 20% when it comes into really making those changes and getting to, to the goal of wherever you want to be. Yeah, that's what really um, sets, I feel like, NutriShop apart from other places, other supplement places, because not only do you come in and I get the knowledge of the supplements and the clinical studies that back the supplements that you choose to stock, but you help me on the nutrition side of things. You've done my macros several times. You help me with my in-body scans, and it all feels in a very non-judgmental way, the environment that you provide here in NutriShop. 
Thank you. That's really what we strive for. Um, and you know, we've all started somewhere. Dustin and I didn't wake up one day and just look the way we do. We worked really hard, dialed in our nutrition. So we understand that everyone starts from somewhere and that's why we love to help no matter what you're starting from. We've all been there. Do you have um, a competition coming up soon? They have our, I shouldn't say competition, excuse me. That's my Aries coming out. Do you have, um, <laughs> oh, I was like, I want to be number one. Um, do you have a challenge coming up soon? I know you guys do challenges and they're very popular in the community. Yeah, we don't have one on the calendar right now, but we're definitely going to start working on that within the next week or two. So I will keep you updated and you can post it wherever you want. <laughs> and I would love for anyone to come and sign up for our free challenges. We would love that. And I know we've talked a little bit, Valerie and I have talked a little about through FitLife, um, about doing a pop-up here at NutriShop where we do like a smoothie seminar with Valerie. Um, Carson might come in and do a little nutrition talk. And then we might have um, the fitness component where we're going to do some like mat Pilates or some yoga. So be on the lookout for that. We'll make sure we put it on our gram and um, on Eventbrite and all of that. That will be really exciting. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Katie, for letting us uh, chat with you a little bit more about sports nutrition. And just to wrap things up, next week we will uh, have a chat with uh, Stella's Kitchen just to kind of tie in uh, our interview this week and how to really um, plan out your meals and how to um, really fully utilize your macros. So we encourage everyone to come check out NutriShop, have them do your macros if you're really interested. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Carolyn, and we're so appreciative that Katie let us come in and pick her brain. She is the most knowledgeable person I know um, in terms of nutrition, and it's become kind of a thing around town. We're like, we're drinking our BCAAs. Katie would be proud of us. We're always trying to live up to the standard. And that's a wrap, guys. 